This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. Try the number one recommended web hosting provider. With plans starting at just $3.95 a month, you'll get a free domain, free site builder, easy one-click WordPress installs, and 24-7 support. But what's just as impressive as what you get is what you don't get, as there's no contracts, no hidden fees, and no gimmicks. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Bluehost. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 99, entitled The Echo Pro Extreme Trimmer Review, plus keeping your social media professional. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes. I also really do appreciate the questions and comments that have been coming in each and every week, and uh, just uh, the emails as well, um, thanking me for the show, and it's so uh you know rewarding to see the uh value that you guys do get from uh these episodes <clears throat> So um, on that note, for uh, as you can tell, obviously, this being episode 99, um, that uh, obviously means that the big 100, uh, the 100th milestone episode uh, is uh, coming up uh, for next week. Uh, and on that note, I thought it would be nice uh, if you guys want to uh, leave any uh, audio comments about the milestone, about reaching that 100th episode, uh, that you can do so at uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com uh, and uh, just going to the leave voicemail uh, tab on the right-hand side of the page. Uh, that tab there uses uh, the uh, app SpeakPipe, and it lets you actually leave uh, and record a voicemail message uh, in MP3 format that I can actually use uh, for the show. So if you're at all interested in doing that, in uh, maybe just leaving a live audio um, comment, uh, like I say, that I can actually use uh, on uh, the upcoming uh, 100th episode... I would really appreciate that. I think that would be a fun thing to do. Uh, and like I say, you can just head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com and uh, go to that great leave voicemail message uh, tab you'll see on the right-hand side. If you're using uh, your computer, it just uses uh, your mic and headphones. And uh, you can record a message straight there on the website. Uh, you can also do this on your smartphone, uh, talking into your phone, just like you do on a phone. But you'll actually need to download the uh, free SpeakPipe app uh, first to be able to do that. And then now uh, once you uh, go to the website and you click that Leave Voicemail tab, it'll actually open up uh, your SpeakPipe app uh, to be able to uh, utilize your phone's uh, 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 headset uh, and micro built-in microphone to be able to leave that message. 
So uh, on that note as well, uh, just a reminder, uh, I really do appreciate when you guys uh, go and leave a uh, review for the uh, podcast on iTunes. Uh, rather, it's uh, I know it's a bit of a pain to do. Um, but uh, it really does help the show out. It, uh, you know, is the single most important thing uh, that you guys as listeners can do to support the show. Uh, it just provides that social proof, uh, much like, uh, for instance, a YouTube video uh, comment section would uh, showing what people, uh, you know, think about the videos that are put out and stuff. Uh, with podcasting, there's not, uh, you know, any sort of uh, uh, of way to do that other than the actual iTunes reviews. And it just helps show uh, other potential listeners that you guys do get value from the show uh, and that, uh, like I say, it's very, very much appreciated. Uh, so this week's episode, I wanted to uh, talk about um, the Echo Pro Extreme SRM 2620 uh, trimmer <clears throat> uh, and uh, just... Um, you know, my disclaimer here, uh, before we get into it, uh, as most of you guys, uh, may know, uh, Echo sent me this trimmer for free. Uh, so I just wanted to put that out there. So you guys know that uh, I didn't go out and buy this, uh, trimmer. <clears throat> and, um, so yeah, I just wanted to uh, make sure that part was clear. Um, as many of you guys know, um, when I started out my lawn care business, uh, almost, uh, well, it's going on 12 seasons now. Um, my very first trimmer that I used in my business, professional grade commercial trimmer, was actually a Honda. Um, it was the Honda UMK 435. Uh, and this was actually classified as a brush cutter. Uh, I posted uh, some pictures of it recently over the weekend onto uh, my Instagram account. Uh, I still do have the trimmer, um, but uh, about four or five years in, and this is the Honda uh, four-stroke uh, models, <clears throat> so... Um, this unit required uh, actual oil changes done on it, um, but it had tons and tons of power and uh, was relatively quiet uh, compared to two-stroke models. Uh, you know, it was still noisy, but it wasn't, I guess, um, it doesn't have that high pitch uh, sort of whine that uh, you would associate with a two-stroke uh, trimmer uh, just being a four-stroke uh, machine. So overall, just a um, more soothing and uh, easier on the ears uh, type of uh, noise that comes out of those uh, Honda four-stroke trimmers. And that's what initially um, sort of drew me uh, to using them. Um, I actually, um, when the, the way the story actually goes is when I first, uh, as many of you guys know, I bought a, uh, a lawn care franchise and in that franchise, they give you an equipment setup. Um, and, uh, so when I first got and went to go pick up my equipment, uh, at the dealer, uh, that was sort of prearranged for me, it included two of the still uh, KM110 power heads, and one had a line trimmer on it, and the other had uh, the 0 to 90 degree hedge trimmer attachment uh, for it. So the idea being you would use one for your line trimming, and then uh, the other you could use for um, whatever uh, other attachments, including the hedge trimmer, uh, and also interchange them if you needed a backup and all that sort of stuff. Um, but when I first initially started seeing people trimming with these straight shaft trimmers and stuff, I noticed that the people that were using the trimmers that had the D handle seemed to uh, be 
leaned over or arching their back more. Uh, and one of the actual trainer guys, I guess you could call them from the franchise, he was using um, a Honda trimmer with the bicycle handles. And when I watched him trim, um, his posture was perfectly straight uh, because you're wearing a harness and you're holding those trimmers. So I thought uh, when I first saw him that, um, you know, maybe I should switch out one of those stills uh, before I start using them and get the Honda trimmer instead because uh, it just looked like a, a lot more comfortable. And that was my initial thoughts for using uh, or going for the actual Honda trimmer to start with. Now, as years went by, um, after about three or four years of using the Honda trimmer commercially, the muffler on it started to constantly come loose. Um, and that would obviously cause a lot more noise. And my harness uh, that I would have to wear also started to wear out. Um, so I started to think as well, um, just the way my trailer was laid out, with the bicycle handles, um, there was a certain order I had to put uh, things in. And if I say, for instance, <clears throat> uh, went and trimmed a lawn or needed to trim a lawn, I would have to open my trailer, take out my backpack blower to be able to take the trimmer out because the D, the big sort of bicycle handle was in the way. And then I could put the blower back, close the door, do my trimming. Then I would come back and uh, take the uh, mower out, then put the trimmer back, put the blower back, uh, and uh, you know do my mowing. Then when I would come back, I would have to pull the trimmer out again to be able to put the mower back in because that big bicycle handle. So it started to sort of uh, get in the way a lot. Uh, and I started to think, well, you know, if I had... If I was just using the still trimmer um, with the D-handle... Um, you know, I wouldn't have to be constantly taking the trimmer in and out, in and out, in and out of the trailer to fit this in. So I actually stopped using the Honda trimmer, uh, even though it was working fine with the exception of the, the muffler uh, constantly, uh, muffler bolts constantly coming loose over time. Um, I uh, decided to start using the still trimmer and uh, ended up really liking that um, because of not, for one, needing to wear a harness was just one more thing to have on, one more thing that made you hot, that pressed your shirt up against your skin on hot sunny days, um, and uh, not having to, uh, it saved a lot of steps, not having to remove the uh, trimmer constantly out to get other equipment and stuff because of the big bicycle handles. I just had the little D handle and I could just fit it on the side of my trailer there and uh, I could pull the mower in and out without uh, taking the trimmer out. So for the next few years, um, actually about six years, I have been solely using the uh, still KM110 with the trimmer, line trimmer attachment on it. Uh, so this is the split boom um, combi system uh, that uh, still calls it. So I've been successfully using that uh, and really enjoying it um, up until, um, you know, the uh, few years it did have its issues. Um, now the KM110, if you guys are familiar with uh, the stills, this is the four mix model. So essentially a, uh, a four stroke type technology, but uses mixed oil and fuel like a two stroke. Uh, so they implement some valves and stuff in there engine design to make this all sort of work, uh, to give you sort of the power and stuff of a two stroke. But, uh, I guess, um, 
with not as much high pitched noise and less, um, I'm not sure if it's less pollution or emissions. I'm not sure exactly, but I do know that this design requires constant valve adjustments. Um, after about 80 hours, your first 80 hours or so, um, you know, the machine, the valves go out of adjustment and, uh, it requires you to taking, taking off, either taking to your dealer or taking off, uh, the engine shroud yourself, taking off sort of the, uh, cylinder head cover, uh, to expose the valves and then using a feeler gauge and putting it, uh, finding top dead center, uh, on the piston, uh, and then using a feeler gauge on the valve and either tightening or loosening a nut on the end of that to adjust the valve back into tolerance. Uh, if you ignore this, uh, what happens is, um, the trimmer becomes harder and harder and harder to start each and every time requiring more and more pulls, uh, with it being out of adjustment and, and even requiring, uh, you know, needing to hold down the throttle while you're pulling the, uh, starter, uh, cord and all that sort of stuff. And it, it becomes a big frustration at times. I've had times where with using that still where I'd be trimming a few lawns and it would be working fine. Then all of a sudden it just, I couldn't get it started on the next house. I'd be pulling and pulling and pulling and constantly just would not start, uh, until I would, you know, either uh, take it apart and adjust the valves and then put it back together. Then it would start right away. Uh, so this became, uh, you know, a pretty big annoyance and it wasn't just me. Uh, you, many of you guys know that I have a brother-in-law who also, uh, is in lawn care and, uh, you know, uses still products as well. And he's about at the end of his rope, uh, with the still backpack blowers. He constantly has, uh, issues after about one to, uh, two to three years, uh, where, uh, he has compression loss and, uh, a bunch of problems and he takes the, the blower into the dealer and, you know, they want, uh, a few, uh, two to $300 to repair the unit. And he's looking at it going, well, a new unit, you know, is like 500 bucks. Why were, you know, I'm not going to pay $300 to fix this un older unit. And so he ends up buying a new one. And then that one does the same thing after a few years. Um, so he's been very, very frustrated, uh, with the whole Formix, uh, design uh from still i know a lot of guys have not had issues and like i say overall i've been using the still for six years uh with uh, br500 and uh with uh, the cam 110s um so up until the point of uh my equipment being stolen as most of you guys know in july of 2015 uh, I was using those original units that I had uh, gotten when I first uh, started my uh, lawn care business seriously in 2005. Um, so as uh, a lot of you guys know, uh, the opportunity has uh, come up for me to uh, become a UAG member, a U user advisory group member for ECHO uh, United States, ECHO USA. Um, so with that, um, I am actually... Uh, able to, um, test and review, uh, products for Echo, uh, and, uh, give them my honest feedback on those, uh, products. So I'm not going to get into the whole details about that. You know, I've talked about, uh, the whole UAG, um, uh, uh, meeting and flying out to Chicago and all that sort of stuff in a previous episode. So I don't sort of want to rehash all that. 
But like I said, uh, just to sort of make clear that, um, you know, I uh, was sent this trimmer um, to use uh, and to provide my honest feedback for, and that, uh, you know, I was a still user, um, uh, predominantly. I had used Honda in the past, um, but uh, essentially a still user, and I probably... Uh, to be completely honest, uh, probably would not go and buy an Echo trimmer uh, or uh, any Echo product uh, for that uh, matter, if I'm going to be completely frank, completely honest. And simply because um, I started out with, like I say, the still stuff predominantly, even though I had the, the Echo or sorry, the Honda trimmer, uh, you know, the rest of the equipment that I had was all still. And I'm just one that sort of likes to have... Um, things match initially. Um, so, you know, if I'd go out and buy a hedge trimmer and stuff, I would just buy a still product because I liked having all matching equipment. So it wasn't, um, because I, uh, didn't like echo. I had actually crossed my mind uh, a few times to go and switch to echo, um, mainly because of some dealer, um, uh, frustrations that I've had in the past, um, with dealers doing things like charging uh, a PDI fee on top of uh, buying equipment, um, on top of the equipment price. So, for example, if you buy a piece of equipment for $300, the dealer um, would also charge another $40. They'd call PDI, pre-delivery inspection, like a new car, uh, where they would set up the equipment and, and make sure it was running right and all that sort of stuff. Unbox it for you. Uh, and I found this as frustrating because I would still have issues with these products that I would buy that I paid a PDI fee for, uh, from these dealers and, you know, uh, things like, uh, the deck height or mowing, like the wheels, for example, on my Honda HRC 216, um, you know, one of the wheels would not be at the same height as the other wheel. So it'd be off the ground. Um, and it was like, well, you know, I paid you guys a PDI fee. Why would you uh, uh, not uh, adjust this properly? You know, I paid you guys to set it up. You guys set it up, but you didn't check it or, or you know, that sort of thing. So it was, just became a frustration. And I started to think about, you know, if I had, if I switched to Echo because they're just, you know, available at Home Depot, um, you know, I could bypass that whole paying of PDI fees and all that sort of stuff. So I guess it completely... It depends on your situation. If you've got a good uh, dealer support, good dealer network, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, for me, like I say, I've had some sort of frustrations uh, with that, and I I tend to then just rely on myself in doing all my own maintenance and all my own repairs and stuff like that because um, you know I can trust me. I know I'm going to do uh, what needs to be done and get it done with with very little uh, downtime. So, anyways. Uh, Echo sent me this uh, trimmer after the meeting. Um, all of us were uh, that were at that meeting were uh, able to select, um, you know, one. They wanted us to try the uh, 2620 series trimmer. So we were allowed to choose one of the four models that the SRM 2620 Pro Extreme comes in. So they have a regular SRM 2620. They have the SRM 2620T, which is a high torque model. Essentially the exact same unit, except the gearing in the trimmer head is different uh, to provide uh, uh, higher uh, torque. 
Uh, and then they also have a 2620 brush cutter. So this is essentially, again, the same thing, but with the big sort of bicycle handles like my uh, old Honda was. And then they have the uh, 2620 uh, bed uh, or sorry, edger, um, uh, lawn edger. So we were allowed to choose any one of those uh, to uh, try out the 2620 series motors and trimmers. Uh, so I went with the standard SRM 2620. So uh, as many of you guys know, I have an unboxing video of this uh, unit uh, on the YouTube channel. If you want to go check out my sort of first impressions and unboxing of the unit, uh, you guys can do that uh, on the YouTube channel, Lawn Care Business Success. Um, but let me, uh, you know, I want to discuss here sort of uh, my review of the unit and what it was like to actually use it. So I have to say, when I first, after that unboxing video, you know, I took it out, put some fuel in it, I started it up, and initially, I have to say, I thought something was wrong with it. Um, you know, I was revving the motor, and the trimmer head didn't seem to want to spin. It was almost like it was, um, there was some resistance there. And uh, actually, my brother-in-law had come over, and he was looking at it too, and we kind of looked at each other like, hmm, it's kind of weird, right? It just doesn't seem right. Um, so then I thought initially, well, maybe it needs sort of a, you know, a, a warm up period. I, I essentially put fuel in it, started it up and cranked the, uh, ex, uh the throttle on it. And uh, so I thought maybe it needs a sort of a little break in period, let it run for a few minutes, that sort of stuff. So after it sort of warmed up and stuff, I tried it again and, you know, it started to spin, but it was after a hesitation, I would hit the throttle and it would hesitate for a few seconds before the, the head started spinning in it. It was a very weird sensation. And, uh, I have to say that using the still trimmer for so many years, it was very, very different using this pro extreme trimmer. I, I don't know how to exactly explain it. I know I watched a video actually of um, uh, the lawn care rookie on YouTube and he mentioned the exact same thing that he couldn't put his finger on it. Um, but that there was just something different about the unit. Uh, and to be completely honest with you, it almost felt cheap to me um, when I was first initially holding it. And I think after as time went on, I think this was due to the fact that it was so light compared to what I was used to. I was used to, like I say, the uh, KM110, which is the combi system. So it's the split shaft. Um, so you've got a lot of extra parts there. Uh, you know, the, the coupler that connects the shaft parts together. Uh, and it's just a very heavy unit. It's also a much, uh, I think, a larger uh, displacement motor. Um than the uh, Pro Extreme. So just a, a lot heavier unit uh, in total. So the specs on the uh, 2620 that I have uh, is the engine displacement is a 25.4 cc engine. Uh, it's got a 21 fluid ounce uh, fuel capacity for the uh, gas tank. Uh, it's 59 inches in length. It's a straight shaft. Um, and uh, it's... Uh, also comes with the Speed Feed 400, the Echo Speed Feed head already installed on it, and some black diamond um, uh, trimmer line, some 095 trimmer line. Now, the shaft is actually a cable. So it's a four-layer cable uh, for the drive shaft. So this is where I'm thinking... Um, because the Honda, like I said, that, that I had was a brush cutter, 
The KM110 from Still is essentially a brush cutter type unit. Um, you know, uh, it, it's made, um, you know, it's got a huge engine displacement, um, and is able to tackle, you know, all those uh, attachments, um, you know, like the paddle sweepers and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, essentially in that same sort of brush cutter class, uh, that I would call it. And they all have a, um, straight, uh, metal shaft, I believe. This one, um, with a four layer cable, it was what was, you know, it was what was running through my mind when I would hit the throttle and it seemed to hesitate at the head, sort of had, um, like a catch up period. You'd hit the throttle, you, the motor would start going. And then after a, you know, a one second delay, the trimmer head would start spinning. And it was like that, the cable inside is like winding up, uh, and doesn't, you know, spin exactly at the same time because it's not a straight metal shaft it's it's a cable and you know the you know if the head has some sort of resistance it's going to sort of wind that cable until it finally gives way um so i think this is what caused this those sort of initial feelings of it being so different was that sort of delay in the head spinning and the very sort of light weight of the machine um, that sort of gave me those, uh, really, uh, you know, initial impressions. And like I say, um, to be completely honest, you know, the first day I used the trimmer, um, I actually didn't really like it, um, because of that feeling. It was just so different. It felt like there was something not right or something, you know, uh, with it, but you know, Echo had sent it out to me. They had flown me out to Chicago and stuff. So I said, well, I can't give up on it. I have to, um, you know, basically use it for the long haul. Use it, um, you know, for at least a month and be able to give my honest opinion on it. You know, that's the only sort of way. You got to give it a chance, let it uh, thing and use it exclusively for that time. So that's what I decided to do. So I stuck with it. Um, and I have to say, absolutely 100% honestly echo is not paying me uh anything to say this um but it really started to grow on me um the lightweight uh of this machine um i really loved the smaller guard on it, uh the trimmer versus the um slightly elongated guard of the still and again only because uh, for one thing, it gave me a clearer view, uh, with still having the guard on there to have that protection, but it also, again, just like the Honda trimmer, uh, that I had before it, it just made it actually even easier to get it into the trailer and out without uh, getting snagged onto the mower or anything like that. Like the, the steel does, uh, in my, uh, trailer situation. The other thing that, um, I really enjoy about, uh, the trimmer, uh, the pro extreme is the handle, the D handle. It's got this rubberized, very soft rubberized coating on it. And the handle itself is actually quite flexible. If you're holding onto it, you can really flex it, uh, versus the still that's a hard plastic and it's, um, uh, very rigid. Um, this, you may not think, um, 
you know, would be a big deal, but it actually translates into a lot less vibration running up your hand with the uh, soft, squishy sort of rubbery grip. And the fact that the handle flexes, it, uh, you know, really absorbs a lot of the vibration in the machine. Um, And it makes for a really smooth operation. The other uh, handle is equally as nice. I wouldn't say... um, you know, it's a uh, better quality than the still handle. It's probably equal in quality. It's actually nicer looking than the still, um, just the way that they have their logo and everything sort of branded and uh, sort of a two-tone gray and black um, sort of uh, color mix there, but equally nice, uh, you know, a nice soft uh, rubber feel on that uh, uh, handle with the throttle. Just makes for a really comfortable um sort of uh, use. Now, the other thing that I noticed is that the angle of the trimmer head seemed to be slightly different um, versus the still model that I was using. And I think that was another thing that sort of kind of threw me off. Um, and I think Lawn Care Rookie pointed out as well that it's sort of, you know, his conclusion was just like muscle mem- It was just like muscle memory, he called it, um, of just using your still machine, what you're used to for so many years, um, that, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing or, or one's better than the other. It's just that that was what he was used to. And, you know, going to the echo was just so different, but he couldn't really, uh, you know, explain it. And I, I knew exactly what he was talking about, uh, when I was watching his video there. Um, and like I say, as I use the machine, um, more and more, um, it just became, um, you know, really comfortable because I started to build that muscle memory for that echo machine. Um, now let me tell you one of my favorite things about this machine is that echo speed feed head. I had never used one before. Um, and I will tell you, even if I hated, uh, the echo trimmer, uh, if that was something, you know, in the end, um, that I decided, you know, if I didn't like it or didn't want it, I would, from now on, put an Echo Speed Feed head on every single trimmer I use uh, for the rest of my time in lawn care. That thing is amazing, and it only took one time loading it to basically um, just drop my jaw in sort of an OMG moment and be like, I can't believe that this is out there and available, and I have not been using it for the past 12 years in lawn care. This thing is awesome. You essentially, if you're not familiar with the speed feed head, with my Echo Bump head uh, and some other heads uh, that I've used in the past, um, I've used a manual one before where it, it doesn't bump and you have to actually manually turn uh, the line out yourself. Um, and then the bump heads. Uh, but as you know, when you run out of line, you basically, you got to press the tabs on the side, take the cover off, the spool part comes out, you go get your line, you cut two equal lengths of line, you stick them into the uh, holes, you got to wind each one up uh, manually, then sort of clip it in place to hold it. And then you can wind the other one. Uh, and you know, and this can take a good five uh, minutes uh, you know, uh, close to maybe, uh, eight minutes, 10 minutes. If you, uh, get unlucky and it, uh, you know, maybe pops out or, uh, unwinds on you and you got to wind it up again. 
Uh, it's quite tedious. It's quite a tedious task if you think about it. Um, so the speed feed head from Echo, um, the difference here is that you, you don't cut two separate pieces of line. You just have one, uh, piece of line, uh, in an extended length. So if the, for example, on the still, I would have maybe two nine foot sections of line that I would have to wind separately. On the echo, you would take one 18 foot section. And basically you just turn this dial on the top of the head where there's some arrows, you line up the arrows that lines up the holes on the inside. And you basically stick one end of your line through uh, the hole on the side and it comes out the hole on the other side. And you basically pull the line through until you get it so that the speed feed head is at the center of your two lengths of line that you now have sticking out the sides. And then you basically just start turning the dial on the head and it winds the line. And literally it takes like three minutes uh, to load the line on the speed feed head. It was so fast and so efficient. Um, like I say, I would never, ever go to another uh, type of head on a trimmer uh, to be able to still have this sort of bump feature where you're bumping it on the ground and it, it extends the line out, but to not have to take the whole thing apart. I found with my still one, as it got used, as it got older, uh, as it got dirtier, it became harder and harder to uh, take the head apart and be able to load the string on. It would take uh, essentially longer and longer uh, of a process to get it all apart. Um, you know, the tabs would be harder to squeeze. It would be harder to pull apart just from all the buildup of, of all that crud and stuff uh, to have to take it apart. So... Uh, the Echo uh, Speed Feed Head, absolutely brilliant. Would totally recommend that. Even if you don't want to purchase uh, an Echo trimmer, uh, maybe you're a diehard still guy, I would still say get the Echo Speed Feed Heads on all of your trimmers. So how did the trimmer perform? Well, uh, during the course of that one month, uh, you know, being springtime, you get a lot of these uh, one-time cut uh, requests from clients. You know, it's the type of uh, thing uh, this time of year, not unusual to have people calling saying that their lawnmower doesn't work. Uh, they need to take it into the shop or the shop has it, but it's going to be weeks because it's such a busy time of year and they haven't been able to cut the lawn yet. So I've been doing a lot of these you know, first cuts of the season late uh, in the season where it's maybe six weeks behind and the lawn is, you know, a foot, maybe two feet tall uh, and, uh, you know, kind of like a jungle and you're having to go in there. And I'll say that the Pro Extreme absolutely had no issues with uh, lawns of this height. There was no problems at all. Um, so... You know, with that, you know, that's probably uh, the hardest I could uh, throw at it. I will say that the still uh, did have, uh, the still that I'm used to did have more horsepower, uh, noticeably more horsepower. 
but uh you know they're completely separate machines um you know the this still is a uh, a combi system it's meant for all of those different attachments uh to be able to be a hedge trimmer or a, a soil cultivator to have those paddle uh, broom attachments so it has to have the horsepower but for actual grass trimming that amount of horsepower is uh, essentially overkill and the uh you know the engine size on uh, the 25cc uh, engine size on the uh, uh, Echo uh, Pro Extreme Trimmer was more than enough to do anything uh, that I could throw at it, um, you know, in a, a lawn sense, as far as trimming the lawn, uh, doing edging with the string trimmer, uh, and all that sort of stuff. It, it didn't have any issue. In fact, the only times that I would have the uh, echo sort of wide open throttle, you could say, um, was when the grass was super tall, like those, the two foot tall, but for my regular weekly cutting where I was just trimming, I, I wouldn't even have, uh, the, uh, um, you know, throttle on it, uh, fully depressed. I'd just be feathering it as needed, uh, and, uh, using it like that. Uh, so, you know, I have to say, that I really did uh, enjoy using uh, the Echo Pro Extreme Trimmer. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, as mentioned earlier, it did take some time to uh, really get used to it um, over that sort of muscle memory, as uh, Lawn Care Rookie called it when he described his, um, you know, impressions uh, of using the machine more. Um, so, where's the proof of that? Where, wh- what would I say? Well, uh, Honestly, I can say that um, I actually do prefer the Pro Extreme Trimmer now after a month. And the proof would be the fact that, you know, Echo did give me this trimmer for free to use. And like I say, initially, you know, I actually didn't like it at first um, because of that muscle memory of using that still. Um, but by forcing myself to use it day in and day out, I started to see the benefits of the lightweight, the less fatigue on my body using it, uh, and the fact that it didn't, um, you know, suffer once as far as the quality of the lawn cutting or anything like that, and any lack of horsepower. It had uh, more than enough torque and horsepower to get the job done. Um, and like I said, to get any sort of lawn care job that I threw at it done. So the proof, I think, is that, um, as many of you guys know, being a UAG member, um, you know, there's certain uh, things that I will be doing, uh, working with Echo on. And one of those things is um, trying out their uh, Red Armor Oil. And to fully see the benefit of what Red Armor Oil can do, uh, Echo has asked me to run it exclusively uh, through... Um, an older piece of equipment that hasn't had uh, any red armor oil ever run through it. It could, uh, you know, have any other two-stroke oil used for it uh, for the last few years, but no red armor oil. And they want me to see the benefits. Uh, so many of you guys may have seen pictures of my still cam 110 on Instagram with a RPM slash uh, hour meter installed on it. 
And uh, I also have a microscopic endoscopic, I guess, camera, they call it, uh, where I can remove a spark plug off a machine and stick this camera right down into the combustion chamber of an engine and take photos of, you know, how dirty that engine looks, uh, what the condition of everything is inside the engine. Um, And so... Uh, ironically, like I said, uh, Echo sent me this uh, brand new trimmer, but they also sent me the case of uh, Red Armor Oil so that I could uh, sort of uh, take a challenge and do uh, or, and see the benefits of uh, the Red Armor Oil. Um, so by, by doing so and saying that I would participate in this, um, I have to actually switch back to uh, the still trimmer for the next few months, uh, because it is the dirtiest piece of two stroke equipment that I currently have. Um, so I will be using it now for the next two months. So the proof on, uh, how much I prefer the, uh, echo, uh, came just one day, uh, into using, uh, this still trimmer again. Uh, and I, uh, literally thought to myself, I don't know if I am going to be able to uh, get through two months of using this trimmer again, because immediately the extra weight uh, and fatigue, I could actually feel it in my back muscles um, of uh, using that trimmer again. Uh, And by the next day, um, the second day of using the still, um, the valves went out of adjustment again, and I was having a heck of a time getting the thing started. Um, And, uh, you know, it was just like, I couldn't, you know, I could almost not deal with it, but I said, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to use it because I I committed that I would, I would do this and I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, let them down. My word is my word. If I said I was going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, but I was like, man, I can't believe I've got that trimmer, uh, at home, the pro extreme trimmer. That's so much easier for me, at least to use the because of the lighter weight, uh, the guard that just fits much nicer in my trailer, uh, and has the, you know, more than enough power to get any of these lawn care jobs done. Um, the less vibration, um, because of the extra, you know, the cushion handles and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I have to use this still trimmer now for the next two months. I just thought it was completely ironic. Uh, and actually, uh, Brian from Brian's Law and Maintenance on YouTube uh, mentioned the same thing that, uh, you know, they sent to him uh, the same trimmer as well. Uh, but he was also participating in uh, this sort of red armor challenge uh, and having to go back to his Red Max trimmer uh, to uh, for the next few months to do this uh, uh, red armor oil challenge. And uh, uh, he was laughing about that, too, that, uh, you know, uh, he got this brand new uh, Echo trimmer, but uh, can't actually use it uh, for a few months uh, until uh, uh, sort of get these uh, the Red Armor uh, challenge out of the way. Uh, so I think that sort of speaks volumes. And, and just to iterate the fact that Echo does not pay me to say anything positive. In fact, they, as I've mentioned before, um, were very uh, straightforward in telling us that they wanted only our honest opinions and that if we used a piece of equipment and preferred the other brand, that that's what they wanted us to say, that they wanted us to say that they 
that we preferred the competitor's brand because they said, otherwise, you know, you're just going to have all these, uh, fake positive reviews and it's not going to mean anything. And that they were so confident in their product that they weren't worried about fake reviews that we would all naturally see. And, and I sort of get their, their fact now. Yes, it's completely different. It felt completely different at first. I didn't like it. And only by forcing myself to actually use it, um, did I, uh, actually, you know, did it actually really, and honestly start to grow on me. Um, and now I can honestly say after a month, um, of use every day, um, that I think, uh, you know, I actually do prefer it over the, uh, still trimmer. Um, so, you know, and, and, you know, with that being said, you know, the still trimmer there, it's not a comp an exact comparison. The still trimmer is the combi system. So it's naturally going to be bigger, heavier, more powerful because it's meant to run all those attachments. And with that being said, would I recommend buying the echo pro extreme trimmer for somebody that depends? I have absolutely no, um, you know, uh, What's it, what's it say? Nothing, you know, negative to say that I wouldn't, but I would still recommend to somebody just starting out in lawn care to buy a pass type system or a combi type system, something that is dual purpose, because I'm always thinking of the guy starting out and sort of that three piece equipment challenge um, of trying to get the most value for their money in buying equipment that is multi multi-purpose, more uh, versatile than just one task like lawn trimming. Um, so by buying a, a combi type system or a pass type system where you can buy different attachments for it, um, you know, you're just getting more value, making your money go farther. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would still recommend that first, but, um, with that being said, echo does have plans to come out with a pro extreme version, uh, an SRM 2620 version of a pass system. Um, as far as, uh, you know, that's, uh, what they didn't mention. Um, so, uh, you know, that look forward to that maybe in the next year or so. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when that would come out, but, uh, I remember them, uh, mentioning that. Um, and, um, as well, um, you know, if you're looking for a standalone trimmer, um, you know, if you're looking for something because, and this is where I was at, I was actually even before, um, being invited to be a UAG member and all that, um, you know, when I uh, was thinking about actually trying an Echo product and stuff like that, it was to try a standalone trimmer because of the, uh, weight, uh, and the frustrations I was having with the, uh, four mix uh, valves going out of adjustment constantly, um, that I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll try a different brand and just go with a straight trimmer because, you know, that's what I use 99% of the time and they're all a lot lighter. And then I can, you know, adjust the valves on my still and just save it for the hedge trimming, uh, you know, and because I have the hedge trimmer attachment for it, I have the extension pole attachment for it. I've got the, uh, sidewalk edger attachment for it. So I was like, I could save it for just those jobs. And then I'm not dealing with the valves as often. Um, because you know, I'm not going to be putting that as many hours on it as I would if I was using as the main machine. 
Um, so it just, you know, was uh, luck, uh, lucky for me that it worked out uh, that I became a UAG member and that they uh, provided it for me. But I would, uh, like I say, absolutely have no uh, regrets um, in recommending the SRM 2620 Pro Extreme Trimmer to anybody. Um, actually, what I would love um, and Echo, if you're listening, um, I would actually love to try out the uh, SRM 2620T trimmer, uh, the extra torque model. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'll be lucky and uh, Echo will send me one of those to try as well uh, sometime. Because, like I said, I would really love to give uh, uh, that uh, a, a really good go uh, as well. Because... Uh, like I say, I'm really enjoying the uh, Pro Extreme series uh, uh, trimmers, but I'd love to see what the difference is uh, with the torque model and the non-torque uh, model to be able to uh, let you guys know my honest opinions uh, on those. Um, so I think, uh, like I said, I would uh, honestly recommend the Pro Extreme trimmer to anybody uh, looking for, uh, looking at the Echo, looking for the Echo uh, trimmer. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that would be a, a fantastic piece or fantastic tool, uh, to put in your arsenal. Um, I've, uh, as I mentioned, uh, recorded a bunch of footage, video footage of me using it. So I'm also going to do a video review of the uh, SRM Pro Extreme Trimmer to put on YouTube so that there's some visuals to go uh, with it. Um, but, you know, wanted to give uh, sort of my detailed, uh, review and, uh, feelings on the unit uh, after using it uh, every day uh, for uh, a month. Um, so, you know, initially, like I say here, I think it's a fantastic trimmer. Um, for me, I think the end result will be the long-term use. Uh, that's really the most important thing to me is how will the unit uh, keep up day after day, week after week, month after month, season after season will it start every single time i need it to will it uh do the work when i need it to uh that is essentially what any piece of equipment uh comes down to for me um you know some have bigger motors some have slightly smaller motors some may have some features that others don't um blowers may have you know higher cfm and all that stuff and in the end, all that stuff really doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that it just works and that it just works with the minimal amount of maintenance required. Change out the spark plug, you know, change out the fuel filter, change the oil. If it's, a, you know, a, a four stroke, you know, like a mower or something like that. And, you know, away you go. And, and that's it, that there's no special preparations. There's no, you know, constant maintenance required on a machine. Um, you know, uh, I look at my Honda HRC 216 lawnmower and I think that that is sort of the gold standard for me, uh, for any machine. Those things are built like tanks. They keep, you know, they have all the power needed for what they're built for and they just go every time year after year year after year year after year uh, with very very little maintenance um so 
you know, that is truly what matters to me. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so initially, like I say, I would have no trouble based on the, uh, the past month and my experiences with the still, um, you know, four mix models that I would recommend the pro extreme over it. Um, but you know, I will keep you guys posted in the long term over its long term reliability as well, uh, as the, the years go by, because I plan to, uh, use the Pro Extreme trimmer as my main trimmer uh, from here on out. Uh, once the I finish with the uh, uh, the actual Red Armor uh, oil uh, challenge uh, that I'm doing, uh, so once that's done uh, in the next few months, I will go back to the Pro Extreme trimmer, and that will be uh, my main trimmer from there on out. Um, so I, you know. I, I don't know uh, how much more um, of an endorsement, of an honest endorsement I can give uh, for that. You'll see a lot of times these guys, um, uh, you, you know, on YouTube, I'll watch some guys do uh, a uh, video on something and they'll do a review on a piece of equipment. And then uh, the next thing you know, they are uh, uh, back to using some other brand uh, after they've recommended, um, you know, uh, the particular brand that they did. Uh, so, uh, that's not the case, uh, in this case, uh, you know, I will be, uh, using the echo over the still, uh, like I say, from there on out. So I'm just going to break for the, uh, podcast announcements and then, uh, we'll get, uh, uh, back into it right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so before, uh, you know, uh, at the top of the show, I touched on also uh, discussing the topic of keeping your social media uh, presence uh, professional. So I'm just going to sort of touch on this quickly. I don't want to uh, sort of drag on too long. Um, but essentially, this is something that's come up in discussion with uh, a lot of uh, the podcast interviews. Uh, we've discussed the this, I've brought it up and asked their opinion on it. And uh, the, the consensus seems the same that uh, you guys should be keeping your social media um, profiles, if they are your lawn care company, your lawn care business profiles, you should keep be keeping them strictly uh, focused on lawn care and professional at all times. Um, one of the examples I give of this is on Instagram. Um, you know, we all see, um, you know, these lawn care companies, I follow uh, tons of them, uh, you know, and it's clearly an account that's clearly marked as a lawn care company name, a lawn care business, that sort of thing. Uh, and, you know, 
in one case, I, I was looking at one, their images were all professional, they're in uniforms, nice trucks, all that sort of stuff. And then a Friday night hits and they're doing a live feed from their lawn care business brand, their company's account. And they're sitting in a room with friends. There's bottles of liquor everywhere. There's some nasty cursing happening. There's um, some pretty aggressive music playing in the background and my jaw just like drops and and I'm almost trying to talk into the phone at the image saying what are you doing turn that off like are you crazy you want to attract customers you can't in one respect show photos of your company professional all business like and you know and putting your best foot forward and then be doing live streams of just stuff that's inappropriate. It makes no sense. You don't want to give anybody any reason not to hire you. And I think you're just turning yourself, you know, turning stuff away. If you're posting stuff that's inappropriate and not lawn care related, keep it focused on lawn care at all times. If you want to have live streams that have nothing to do with lawn care and you're going to have cursing and you're going to have, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, like, you know, clearly drinking alcohol and all that sort of stuff, then have a personal account. Do it on your, there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that stuff. It is what it is. If that's what you're into, you're hanging out with your friends, you're having a good time. That's great. Everybody does it, but do it on your own personal feed that you share with your friends, not on a feed that's clearly labeled as such and such lawn care company or such and such landscaping company. It absolutely makes no sense. So just be very aware of what you're posting on social media under your business account. The other thing, and this goes for Instagram accounts mainly, and I've mentioned this before, is if you have an Instagram account for your business, it should not be on private. The point of your Instagram account for your business is to showcase your work, to show images and photos of your work, to use hashtags of your area to have so that when customers are looking, whether you're advertising your Instagram account or people are searching for lawn care using hashtags in the area that your work pops up, you want to attract those clients. A client looking for a lawn care company and say they're looking on Instagram for examples of people's work in the area, they are not going to request to follow you first to see your work. It's very, very, it may happen, but very, very unlikely. Keep your business account open. You wouldn't have a store Say you own a corner store, a convenience store, a grocery store. 
you wouldn't have the front doors locked during operating hours and make people that want to come shop in your grocery store come ring the doorbell or knock on the door to be able to come inside. You want to have the doors open. Keep your business Instagram account unlocked. If you, and again, keep it focused on business. And then there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to hide because you're not hiding your truck and trailer when you're on the street. You're not hiding, um, you know, um, your, uh, say, photos of your kids and stuff that you're trying to keep private when you're working because you're working, you're out in the open, you're working. Keep your business account separate from your personal account and keep it unlocked. And just don't post anything you wouldn't want to share with the public. But your business, you should be inviting. You should be wanting to have people come. And a lot of people, um, myself included, I won't look at your account or follow your account if it's locked. Because it's not inviting. And I don't want to request to follow somebody and then have to unfollow them if I don't like their content. I would rather just see their content and if I like them, I'll follow them. So just keep that in mind with your business account, your personal account. Absolutely. Keep it private and share all the stuff that you want to share on that account. Again, these two things go hand in hand. Keep your business account professional, only post specifically lawn related stuff, show the work you want to uh, show. You can show the tools that you're using if you want, but if you're uncomfortable with anything that you're worried about or what you're sharing, don't share it on your lawn care account. And then there's no need to have it private. You have it wide open and inviting and professional at all times. And then your personal account, you keep separate. So I don't want to, uh, you know, go on much further than that. But like I say, I've mentioned this or talked to some of the past podcast guests about uh, this issue and they all agree. Um, and they've all encountered the exact same thing and all sort of, uh, you know, uh, are shaking their heads when they encounter it as well. When they see people sharing stuff that is not, uh, you know, professional um, that could be uh, deemed as offensive by some uh, on their actual business accounts. And you never want to do anything like that. You don't want to give any potential customer a reason not to call you. Um, so just something for you guys to think about. So again, as always, um, I think uh, uh, that's pretty much uh, what I wanted to cover in this week's episode. Um, you know, I would appreciate uh, if you guys would take the time to leave a review on iTunes. Again, you can do that at longcarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. Uh, and there's a link there that'll take you to iTunes where you can leave your review. And also, again, a reminder that uh, if you want to leave me a voicemail message that I can use on next week's episode 100, uh, sort of, you know, just a 
you know, whatever you want to say about the uh, podcast reaching that 100th episode, um, you know, I will be uh, putting uh, some of those into uh, the uh, episode for next week. Uh, so I'd, uh, you know, like to invite all of you guys who, uh, uh, you know, do receive value from the episodes uh, to uh, uh, share some thoughts on uh, the Lawn Care Business Success uh, website. You can do that at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com and just look for that gray leave or send voicemail tab uh, on the right hand side. You click on it, it uses your computer's uh, mic and headphones uh, to just uh, leave a voicemail message for me. You can also do it on your smartphone, but you'll need to uh, have the free Speak Pipe app installed on your phone beforehand. And then when you go to the website and you click that tab, it'll just uh, open up the uh, uh, app, uh, which basically lets you use your phone's uh, speaker and microphones to uh, leave that message as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I really appreciate if you guys would uh, take the time uh, to do that and leave a message. That would be fantastic. So uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your life.